Hi everyone, this is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars, aka Magoogs, aka Mac, aka Topher. Have I used that one before? That's an old one. I just I just thought of that nickname that I had for at least one specific individual <laughs> who I know doesn't listen to this podcast, but maybe someday she will and she'll hear Topher. Yeah, you haven't heard from me in a while. Things in my life are challenging. I'll say that for the moment. So I've been unable to record and post as much as I would like. But I'm trying to get them out on somewhat of a schedule. So I think formally, I will say here, my pledge is to get one out every two weeks. If I can get back in the groove and go weekly again, that is that is like the bonus. So my promise is to try to get two, one out every two weeks. And if everything else works out, then, uh, and then there'll be no issue going back to weekly. So uh, cross your fingers for me. Anyway, let's not get into that. We're talking about Pretty Little Liars. And this is a rather bold claim. I realize that as I'm saying this in the intro, but this is a pretty truthful episode. We have a lot of truth, I think, well, a bit of an asterisk there, but a lot of truth is said, a lot of revelations, and I think probably the biggest one that the audience was ahead on for quite a long time, now the liars have caught up to us. We're teasing it, let's just get into it, let's just get into the episode, let's do it. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, so he can help you figure out who's a... Season 3, Episode 16, Misery Loves Company, Misery Loves Company, clearly an homage to the film Misery. To be perfectly honest, I was like, oh, should I watch Misery and just like look up the homages? Because there's clearly, I think, even some shots in here that are probably straight from the movie Misery. I did not do my homework on that front, but just uh, a little tap of the nose to the director here. I'm sure that there are some lovely Misery uh, nods throughout. Aside from the plot that... <laughs> surprise, surprise, Meredith is evil. Again, the theme this season, everyone is evil. So, I mean, we already kind of knew Meredith was like, huh? But uh, yeah, w- confirmed. Before we even get there, previously on, uh, we're reminded uh, some tire slashing, which we believe was Toby. Meredith crying and saying Byron met Allison, blah, 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 right? Uh, Spencer and evil Toby. Evil Toby tried to run over Lucas, as we know. Meredith having the diary notes. I think she had them, didn't she have them briefly in the cafe, right? Uh, and Ari's like, I hid them, right? So she, so Ari, Ari hid them in the in the house. And then Hannah telling off Mona. Okay, now it makes sense what happened last episode with the whole Ari got the flu, kind of out of the blue. I put Arya. It's Arya. I put Ari for like half my notes here. What's wrong with me? Um, Arya was sick, and I was like, why? This is kind of random. Well, Arya is sick. Uh, the liars are there. Emily does make a comment that the tea smells weird. I watched this a second time, which I don't normally do. But I did. Now I'm like, oh, they kind of already hinted at what's going on. So Emily already calls out the weird tea. Uh, Byron is apparently way at the conference. And as we know, Ella is not living at the house. So Meredith, being so kind, she's going to check in on Aria. Look at that. So nice. So nice. Hannah shows up. Uh, she has some magazines, some ginger ale, and three seasons of Saved by the Bell on DVD. I don't believe it's Blu-ray. Not that it matters, but who knows? Everything matters, right? Uh, we have a creepy cam. Someone's outside watching them, listening could be Meredith, could be Mona, could be Lucas, could be Toby, could be Ian, could be could be so many people, but somebody's outside. Hell, it could be Allison. I don't know. We'll get to that. Arya's going to stay here um, at her house alone with Meredith. The other liars are like, is that a good idea? And Arya's like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, And then the topic is brought up again. Arya doesn't believe Byron could have killed Allison, but she does say along the lines of, 
If he did, though, this is a family secret I could not keep. So I think she's telling indirectly the liars that if they determine that Byron did do this, she's not going to hide it. They're going to go, I guess, go to the police, but they're not going to hide it. Anyway, we are in the A suite, which I think, uh, if I'm replaying the season so far in my head, so Mona has access, Evil Toby has access. I'm pretty sure Jenna has access. Okay, so there's that to deal with. Uh, so keep that in mind. We know Jenna and Garrett were a team. Betrayal happened, right? They were going to set up Garrett in the end of last season. And they just straight up murdered him, question mark? Now I'm not even sure Garrett's dead, by the way. That's a whole other situation. I'm already getting off track. So Evil Toby is in the lair, just sitting in a chair. And Mona is clearly a hacker. Now when did she develop these skills? Uh, I guess we saw that a little bit last season, so it's not unprecedented. But she is, she is Mr. Robot level hacking here. And on my second watch, I'm like, what can I tell what she's doing? And now, having watched it a second time, I know what she's doing. Because at first, you're like, oh, what's she doing? She's clicking on some buttons and doing something. I did note an address, 672 Ewart, something Ewart Place, Ewart Boulevard, sorry. Uh, there's four rooms. Now I realize, oh, she is doing what happens later to Hannah. She is opening that abandoned store. So I know I'm getting ahead of the story, but in hindsight, that's what she's doing. And for some reason, this thing that they're talking about that it's too soon, Mona and Toby are discussing this scare thing against Hannah. Toby thinks they're rushing it. And Mona says something to the effect of, no, we're not calling the shots here. Quote, she's in charge. She's in charge. Cut to evil Toby and Emily. Apparently Emily is uh, needs to crash there for some reason. So she gets it basically in his place, which I think is... Either in the downtown square, right? I'm not exactly sure where his place is, but it's not in the, quote, suburb area of town. Yeah, I put my notes, some loft somewhere. And uh, Toby's like, well, I'm going to go over to Spencer's and take a shower there. But uh, yeah, you're, you're cool here. So she gets a key. I think he asks Emily again, because this happened in the previous scene. I forgot to mention this. Toby does say to uh, Mona, evil Toby says to Mona, Spencer's still lying to me about A being back. And Mona, Mona calls her the B word. And I said to myself, doesn't, I mean, I don't know. Everyone has a different relationship with the B word. But if Toby really did care about Spencer, wouldn't he be like, hey, 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 let's not call Spencer the B word. Anyway, I don't know. Just something I noticed. Anyway, um, so in this scene, he mentions, hey, you would tell me if something was going on. And Emily's like, yep, every, <laughs> but everything's cool. So, uh, you know, Toby, uh, again, I'm not sure what's going on with evil Toby, but clearly the liars are not including him on the A topic. So he feels slighted there for some reason. And Emily sticks to that plan, right? Anyway, Toby leaves. Emily calls somebody and says, mission accomplished. And we, for a moment, think, oh, wait a minute. Do they know this is evil Toby? Uh, yes and no. N not yet, but uh, stay tuned. Look at Hannah and Caleb. Uh, she's picking an outfit for some sort of interview she has at a boutique. She's going to go try and address. Uh, Caleb then, when she leaves the room, uh, makes a call and says, I'm in. I'm not going to let her do anything else to Hannah. Hannah overhears this. She goes, hey, who are you talking to? Caleb's like, oh, just my mom. And I thought in the when I first saw this that maybe Caleb was working with Lucas. I was close, but it's not Lucas. Hannah's not stupid. She knows exactly what's going on. And again, I, in this season, she's taking on some Spencer's boldness. She says, why are you talking to your mom about A? Like, you know, you know what she did. And he says, I, w I promise I won't do anything stupid, which technically accurate. <laughs> he does not lie. He is not. Well, he is lying to her by omission. But he is trying, <laughs> you know, in a court of law, he's not going to do anything stupid. So anyway, cut to Evil Toby and Spencer. Evil Toby, shirtless, uh, fresh from the shower. 
Uh, Spencer says she has a dinner tonight honoring her father. It is their anniversary, so unfortunately they'll have to celebrate tomorrow. Evil Toby is working late, so it all works out. Uh, another little thing I only noticed on the second watch, a very throwaway little moment where Spencer sees a little hole in Toby's pocket, and she's like, LOL, I can fix this. I, I can do this. Uh, he's like, nah, it's fine. Uh, a little main name check of Mary Queen of Scots for those of you keeping uh, up with canon. That's a reference to our first Halloween episode, I believe. Uh, Ma, Hastings, Ma Hastings walks in and says, hey, put on a shirt. And he's like, haha, okay. So he leaves and it turns out that mom, this is all a cover story. There's no dinner with dad. There's nothing. This is a cover story to be a surprise anniversary dinner that Spencer is planning. So this whole thing with Emily and the mom and the dinner, all of it is fake. It's basically to get Toby to come home and surprise, surprise, Spencer's there with this dinner. Obviously, obviously we know tragedy awaits on the first watch i didn't know the type of tragedy that awaits us but tragedy is still foreshadowed here got to uh meredith snooping around in aria's house big surprise right clearly i put i put here looking for pages question mark turns out i was right about that meredith being very mom-like to aria as she's sick aria can't find her phone Meredith's like oh we'll find it later and then aria's like hey can i call my mom or you can tell my mom to check on me Meredith's like sure thing <laughs> meredith tipping her hand to at least the audience really asking about those pages She's like, are you sure they're in a safe place? Like, do you happen to remember where? And then Arya, whether legit or not, does fall asleep. And Meredith's like, I need those freaking pages. Cut to Emily and Paige talking about the uh, lighthouse incident. Uh, Paige is still very rattled by that. Her parents are being very overprotective. And Emily asks her, again, a very clever, cleverly built scene here. Emily says, are you seeing somebody for being seeing somebody to talk to? Clearly, Emily's referring to a therapist. Paige chooses her words very carefully. She says, yes, I found someone who I can talk to about this, and I made an appointment to see them later today. All that is factually true. That is all accurate. Again, Paige, much like Caleb, lies of omission here. Uh, but technically not untrue. She's definitely going to see someone who understands what she's going through, and they're going to talk about how to get over this. So Hannah walks up and says, um, hey, can I talk to Emily? And she pulls Emily's size aside and in a funny twist of fate asks emily to follow caleb because hannah is worried caleb is going to do something stupid even though he said he wasn't hannah's convinced he's gonna run up to mona and do something wild emily's like i can't tell and then hannah says well if it was Paige, you know i would do it and i don't know why that works but emily's like fine i'll tail caleb i kind of gave meredith well i always thought meredith was part of a but i kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt for quite a long time this is truly insidious and then things get wilder Later on, this is the whole season of the uh, supporting cast, one by one, truly just flipping out. I mean, we had Nate, right? We had, we have Evil Toby happening. Mona is off the ra- right, all, just out there. And now Meredith says, hey, checked in on Arya. She's fine. Don't need, don't need to check on Arya. Ella, don't worry about it. <laughs> to her credit, Ella is tolerating this interaction. You can tell she wants to talk to Meredith as short as possible, as little possible, few details as possible. And then, but then I was like, well, I'll call Arya and just check on her. Thanks for doing all you're doing, Meredith. Ella walks away, calls Arya's phone. I think surprising nobody. It's clear Meredith has Arya's phone. Um, I put in all caps, Meredith has it. Although a little miscalculating by Meredith because Ella could have called the phone right there and would have heard the right in front of her. But Meredith looks out as Ella walks away from a safe distance and does not hear her daughter's phone ring inside Meredith's purse. Emily is tailing Caleb, and initially I thought, wait a minute, is Caleb meeting up with Bona? Like, I wasn't quite sure. I thought this was going to be yet another portrayal. Cut to outside of school. Uh, Emily's going to begin her tailing, and we see um, Mona emerges from the school 
Which is so funny they did this this episode because we all know what's going on. But anyway, so Emily sees Mona come out of school and then Caleb takes off and then Emily begins her pursuit, right? So, quote, Mona's at school. Looks like she had a social meeting. So that's where Mona is. Cut to Spencer. She's prepping for the anniversary dinner. Things look great. She absentmindedly opens a drawer. I see how this happened now. I didn't really understand. I've watched this now twice and I didn't quite understand this sequence. Now it makes sense. Toby, evil Toby, did not know of the surprise. Spencer is in his apartment prepping for this anniversary dinner. She opens a drawer and I saw this the first time. I saw Elam. It's a fake Toby ID for the, for the hospital that Mona was in. So we see that. She closes the drawer. She writes a card. So that's how she gets access to that ID card. And I think it's not shown here, but just to put this in your brain, it's not shown here because it's not shown when she opens the drawer and then goes to start, start writing in a card. But I think we as the audience later on are to interpret that Basically, immediately after the scene, so when Spencer finds that ID, okay? Just put that on your hat. Hannah arrives at this boutique, and I looked for the address just to confirm my theory about the hacking. Couldn't see it, but uh, she sees someone in the window wearing a red coat and a blonde hair. Could be Allison. Could be just a reflection. I don't know. Uh, walks in there. A lot of creepy mannequins. Suddenly, lights go off. Hoodie vigilante throws a whole bunch of mannequins into Hannah. Hannah knocks down falls to the ground i thought it was either mona or evil toby and then something falls out of their pocket i thought they threw it initially but it's, uh, it turns out to be the a key and you get a text uh next time you'll be left faceless dash a kind of a weird one gotta be honest not their best not their best threatening text cut to our uh, tailing situation caleb and emily uh, emily almost gets busted caleb goes into a coffee shop i don't think it's the brew i don't think caleb would go into the brew i actually don't think Paige would go into the brew i already took my hat and by the way, before we get to that moment, there's an extra who was like, you know, background. She looks directly into the camera. And it's so distracting every time I watch this. She looks she looks dead into the camera, which, by the way, if any of you have done background work or anything like that or anything on camera, you know, the last thing you need to do, last thing you should be doing, unless specifically for the show, is look directly into the camera. Anyway, I love it with it. The West Wing Winkley did something like this where they would note extras who really, who really stood out. This, uh, this person stares right into the camera. Anyway, unfortunately, Emily gets a text from Spencer saying, A, set up Hannah. Emily has to bail her tailing operation. And sure enough, inside the cafe, we, we find out who Caleb was meeting. It's Paige. Paige and Caleb. So this is an interesting scene. So let's take it at face value. Paige reached out to Caleb. Story, surface story is she's concerned. She's, she's still upset about what's been going on. She's more concerned about Emily than herself. Caleb clearly feels the same way about Hannah. And he basically says, you know, they've been dealing with this for so long. It's time we do something. You know, we know that Mona, he thinks, he obviously thinks Mona is A. Mona is keeping track of all four of them. And they have this layer with all the secrets. So in his mind, A, <laughs> that's funny, A. First of all, Mona can't track everybody all the time. So he and Paige are maybe freer to do stuff, right? Secondly, he thinks if they get to the secret layer and Paige agrees and just get rid of it, then Mona loses her control over the four of them. And they call it the trophy room. So if they find the trophy room and they get rid of it, Mona loses her power. <laughs> so I wrote in my note, the anti-A team. So this is a surface discussion, right? But I've always thought Paige is part of one of these teams, whether it's the Allison A team or the anti-Allison A team, one or the other, more than likely the anti-Allison A team. So in a way, Paige is... On the surface level, working with Caleb to destroy the Mona layer, but could also be working to keep tabs on Caleb. That's my theory, is that Paige is on the surface level working with Caleb, but in reality, uh, adding a new spy to the network. Uh, so Spencer, Hannah, and Emily meet up. Clearly, Arya is still sick. Uh, they go over the situation in the mannequin room. 
And if you watch this episode again, uh, fair viewer, keep an eye on Spencer's behavior. Um, there is a subtle difference when, when talking about the Toby situation, evil Toby situation. You know, Hannah's still upset about the uh, cutting off the face thing. Emily can confirm it wasn't Mona because she saw her at school. Spencer brings up the idea of Minion, right? Another another hint here. Sounds like they want to at least bring it to the authorities. They, they want to do something with this information. And they're like, well, we have to ask Arya because this is going to involve all four of us, which is kind of what leads us to checking in on Arya. Back to the house. And um, Arya's in her... Arya's on the couch. I think she's on the couch, right? Or is she in her room? I forget. Yeah, she's in her room. So Arya's in her room on her bed. And someone comes in here. And at first, I admit, I was like, oh, Meredith, look at those shoes. And I was like, wait a second, no way. Sure enough, Allison De Laurentiis, as I live and breathe. And Arya, of course, you know, we're doing this again. Three seasons in, we're still doing this show, but I'm ahead of you. Arya's been, you know, sick, etc. And, um... So is the audience like, is this really Allison or not? It's very clearly. There's no more clear evidence than this is Allison, but let's just, let's just play this out. So Ari says, what are you doing here? And Allison says, taking back what's mine. It's very clear that, so Allison uh, finds the location of a doll. She puts the doll out from the hiding place and just puts it on a, on a dresser. And Allison says all these things to Arya. So Ari's like, what's it like? And every response, again, if you want to watch this fair viewer, but this in mind, Allison is telling Arya not ghost stuff. She's telling her real stuff. She says A is, she says she's very aware of A. She sees A all the time. A is in all of your lives, which we know is now true for sure. We know what we're about to know about, well, we already know about evil Toby. We know about Meredith. That's why I'm sticking with my page thing. And that leaves Hannah. Oh, and then Mona, I guess Mona for Hannah. <laughs> and uh, Arya says, did my dad kill you? And Allison says, do I look dead? Do I look dead to you? Allison warns Ari about the tea. Don't drink the tea anymore. And then she goes away. Arya wakes up later and sure enough, the doll has still moved. And further evidence for you folks. If you still, if you still don't believe Allison's alive, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you, but Arya tries to, um, well, Arya does like look to find Allison by the way, and she's gone. So I don't know if Allison like jumped out a window or <laughs> how that worked, but, um, she's not there. So like, Ooh, is that a ghost? Anyway, she wakes up later. Her door's locked from the outside. She can't get out, and she realizes it's like the middle of the day, so something is up. Emily and Hannah are just like walking down the street, I guess, and you see Meredith uh, screaming at a pharmacist about clonazepam. Is that close enough? Basically, a pill to put you to sleep. The guy's like, your, your, your prescription can't be refilled. And she's like, fine. And she grabs a whole bunch of like over-the-counter congestion medicine, probably like a, you know, like a NyQuil kind of thing. And um, yeah, this is where I realized, oh, they're doing the whole misery thing. By drugging the tea, etc., person in bed, all that good stuff. So we cut to the house. Ari's trying to pick the lock. She can't do it. So she breaks a mirror and makes a... Sh uh, no, she doesn't do that yet. She tries to pick the lock. Emily and Hannah deduce that there's drug stuff happening. So they're like, we're concerned about Arya. Got back to Arya. That's just when she breaks a mirror and makes fucking shiv, everybody. I put on my notes, holy shit. Arya makes a, a mirror shard shiv and goes to, and goes lays, lays down. <laughs> I guess waiting to stab Meredith. I was like, holy cow. We're turning up the stakes. So Spencer has the A key after discussion earlier. Uh, there's a noise, and I did jump. Uh, evil Toby face, maybe jump. And I and this image of him looking in the window and smiling, I've seen. Uh, I don't know if there's at least one listener who knows what I'm talking about, uh, because this listener has shared this image with me in years past of him looking in the window with this smile, forever creepy, right? Gives her flowers. Spencer, again, eagle-eye viewer, notice she's acting a little different this whole scene. He sees the A key on, on her counter, 
And he goes, what's this about? And Spencer says, oh, it's a storage locker for Melissa. Toby knows that's not true. He knows exactly what that key is. It fell through that hole in his freaking pocket. Toby wants it, though. And so when I first watch this, I'm like, oh, I see here. If he takes it, then then Spencer will know. Spencer will know that this is evil Toby. Uh, but he doesn't. And there's something about a storm coming. And he leaves. And Spencer longingly looks out the window. So it cuts back to the Montgomery household. Arya wakes up. Meredith is there looking for this. And she has the shiv in her hand. So uh, Arya got disarmed without even having to use it. There's a lightning crash. Arya hops up, run, like runs out of the room. Meredith goes after her, tries to use the phone. Phone doesn't work. And then Meredith freaking hits her in the face. Knocks her out. Jesus. Uh, Emily and Hannah show up to the Montgomery household. They pound on the door. Uh, we cut to evil Toby. And they're on the phone, uh, Spencer and Toby. Sounds like there's a storm coming. This is a, a really interesting scene uh, between Spencer and evil Toby. They're all, they're lying to each other in multiple levels. Spencer is still pretending she's at her dinner with her dad, which is not a thing. Evil Toby's like, yeah, just got out of work, headed home. Also a lie. We know Spencer's not only not at the dinner, she's also not at Toby's, which we don't know yet, but she's also lying about where she is. And the camera very cleverly zooms in so you can't tell exactly where she is. And he's like, yep, I'm going home. Emily and Hannah get into the Montgomery household. They don't find Arya in her room. Uh, lights go out. Behind her is Meredith. Very creepy. They tried to call Arya, and you can see Meredith holding Arya's phone. She's like, Arya's getting light bulbs. We should go find her in the basement. Make sure she's okay. <laughs> and the two of them somehow, for some reason, follow creepy Meredith down to the basement. Big surprise. Meredith locks the door behind them. They find Arya knocked out on the floor. And Arya's like, Meredith is crazy. Hannah grabs a weapon and says, we're going to fight. And then, of all things, a car pulls up and Byron is here. Byron walks into the house and Meredith is sitting like at the fire, just staring straight ahead. And Byron's like, what's going on? I only heard half of your message. Meredith says to Byron, Ari knows everything. They know you saw Allison that night and all her friends know. Wow. Holy shit. So uh, uh, back to the basement where the three liars are locked in there. Emily arms herself. Uh, so does Hannah, and Ari's like, my, my dad wouldn't hurt us. Actually, not even if, I don't remember if Ari actually says that. She doesn't know, but she stands between the two of them. Door opens, Byron there. Byron goes, Aria, are you down there? Slowly creepy walking down there, like, what's going to happen, right? And he says, as he gets to the bottom of the stairs, you don't need to be afraid of me. And it's time for some truth, folks. So keep in mind, Byron came into the house. Meredith was sitting by the fireplace. He goes downstairs, so Meredith is not with him. So as far as he knows, Meredith is still sitting upstairs. Although I'm sure he heard the story about what she did at this point. Flashback to the night Allison, quote, died. We see the, his, at least his version of the conversation, right? He says to Allison, basically, he didn't show up with the money. And Allison is like, uh, well, it's your loss. I'm going to tell your, your wife, etc." And it looks like what I failed to mention earlier is Allison basically says to Aria, ghost, Ari, ghost Allison or real Allison, she really needs the money. She doesn't apologize for blackmailing Aria's dad, but neither here nor there, right? Byron's story is this night he shows up and he says to Allison, I don't have the money and do what you're going to do, basically. And uh, Allison, you know, threatens him. She's like, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to tell your wife and it's all going to be over. And he says, you're right. You're right. This is a turning point. And you, you get the impression, at least from his point of view, he was going to come clean. And then he later explains when we come back to the present day that the very next day, Allison's missing. And each day after that, it gets harder and harder and harder to come clean about the truth. Another thing worth noting, no surprise to me, is um, it's kind of like um, every time someone adds to the story of this night, we see someone else, like the neck the baton gets passed. And sure enough, we see uh, Melissa, Spencer's sister in the background, saying, what do I have to do, call 911 to get your attention? Which, you know, reminder, the my, my Melissa Ian theory, 
still stands. Anyway, so we get a creepy camera, someone lockpicking a door. Door opens. We're in the Hastings household. Hooded vigilante, hooded person walks up to the drawer that uh, they think the A key is in. Sure enough, it's Toby. Opens a drawer. There's no key. In the background, we see Spencer stand up, and she says, looking for this. Toby, for the first time, looks surprised. He turns around, and he walks forward. He says, Spencer, and she slaps him in the face. And he says, how did you find out? And she shows the badge. She throws the key, by the way, I think on their island, on their kitchen island. She just throws it there. And I don't even think, is there any, I don't even think there's any other discussion. I mean, she knows. Mom walks in, though. Mom Hastings says, hello. Spencer turns around. Evil Toby runs away. And um, Mom Hastings says to Spencer, like, what's wrong? Spencer just starts crying into her mom's arms. So we don't know if Mom Hastings knows, now knows, but Spencer does. And I'm assuming next episode, the rest of the team will. Cut to Byron and Arya. Uh, they're upstairs. Uh, he says, as soon as he came back upstairs, Meredith was gone. It sounds like they called the police. The police searched Meredith's apartment, also gone from there. And Arya is not initially buying his story, his version of events. And he's like, how did you even find this out? So Arya opens the doll, shows him the pages, and says, Allison wrote about you in her journal. And he's like, why didn't you come talk to me about this? And she said she was scared. And Byron says, is there any part of you, I don't care how small, that thinks I could have actually done this? And she doesn't say anything. And so Byron stands up, grabs his coat, and he says, and Arya says, where are you going? And he's like, what I should have done a long time ago. I should go, I'm going to go to police. I'm going to tell them everything that I know. And then he says, hopefully, at the end of this investigation, you will be comfortable knowing that I had nothing to do with what happened to Allison. And for some reason, this is enough for Arya to take the notebook pages and stand up and say, I believe you, and throws them into their fireplace. Now that is, uh... so that removes that piece of evidence. I think Byron still may go to the police. I don't know. Maybe that's Arya saying, don't do that. I don't know. Interesting, right? I don't know what to think of that, but there you go. And then finally, Spencer knocks on Toby's door. She has a spare key, opens it. There's a right a chain thing there, so it doesn't open all the way. She goes, I know you're in there. Tell me it wasn't real. Tell me, please, Toby. She's crying her eyes out. I'm crying here in my studio apartment for Spencer. And not the weirdest way they've ended an episode, but a very long sequence of Mona uh, drinking wine and laughing from inside Toby's apartment, uh, relishing uh, Spencer's pain. Yeah, quite upsetting. So, what do we think, folks? Uh, yeah, well, Meredith is, uh, is on the run. I don't know if we'll see her again, but she clearly is going to be in incredible amount of trouble. Not sure if Creepy Detective will bother to follow up on that, but there you go. Uh, maybe this will bring the Montgomery's back together. I don't know. Maybe. Elle will be like, I told you so, and Byron will be like, you're right. I uh, <laughs> never have gotten involved with Meredith in the first place. And by the way, he thought Meredith trashed his office when all this went down. So, you know, Byron makes some questionable choices uh, throughout. I still think there's something going on with Toby because to, uh, Spencer does say, you know, tell me what I saw wasn't real, right? And I still, uh, this is so silly, folks. I know this. I still think there might be twin Tobys. Evil Toby this season is just so unusual, so not Toby. And I kind of want to go back to the end of season two because he does say something about like leaving town, right? I mean, is there is there any chance in the world, folks, that this is a twin Toby, an evil Toby that's not Toby? I mean, it'd be a twist of the century and really confusing. I don't know. He just seems so different than the Toby that we met in season one. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a Toby fan and not wishing that he is part of Mona's A-team. Allison definitely alive, as we know. And uh, if this episode further proves to me there is an A after Allison, right? Still, well, she thinks. Allison can't come back to the world of the living until she knows 
she's safe. As weird as that sounds, as powerful as she is, she knows that she's using basically she's basically using her friends and everybody else to determine when the threat is gone. And it's still not it's still there. It's still there. The only thing that's confusing, I guess, is that she knows Byron didn't kill her. Right? So I guess maybe in a weird way, she's still trying to bring out the real A's, I guess, right? So she couldn't just tell Arya, you know, wasn't your father. But she did need the money for something, which I think is part of what part of what's behind all this. And I don't, I don't and I may be forgetting my own uh lore here. But she basically needed that money from Byron for something. And um yeah, so there's that. I think here's a, one last prediction, then I'm gonna get the hell out of here because this is this is running long, but I guess, you know, that's that's deserved since it's been a while. I think we're gonna come to find out Melissa and Ian, as I've said before, thought they killed Allison. Knocked her on the head, much like the Garrett Jenna situation. They think that they killed her, buried her in the dirt, and she comes out of the dirt alive, just fine. But I don't think they are the true threat that Allison is worried about. I think there's something or somebody else who is more powerful, more connections, that poses a very real threat to a lot of things. And another interesting thought I just had is that potentially something to do with this will and Jason and Dad Hastings and all this stuff and the kids and Grant, like all this stuff may have to do with um, someone dying for someone to inherit money, right? I think it, it, at the end of the day, it has, to, it has to do with the family, the De Laurentiis's and this money and this will. Exactly how that all works, I don't know if I have the, all the information yet. But I think that's a central part of this. So that's quite a bit of analysis here. And I guess deserve it, at least so. So we have more surprises. I cannot wait to see how the evil Toby revelation ripples through the liars next episode. So I may even try to get that up next Friday because I, I, every time, I, even if I fall behind, I get reinvested right back. So I need to, I need to know what's going on. I need to find out what happens next. Um, I've been Chris. You can find me on Instagram at Magoogs, uh, TikTok at Mac to the Gow, twitching at Mac to the Gow. Uh, the community is slowly growing. Boy, if there was a Pretty Little Liars game, I would still play that. Uh, Mondays, I do Jump Scare Mondays, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, and other times randomly with other f- fun games uh, that are not horror related. But if there's a horror game that you think that would be in line with this show, uh, let me know. <sighs> anywhere else you can find me. Is there anywhere else you can find me? I have more stuff coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for being patient with me, by the way, as I uh, try to uh, fix my personal life and keep this podcast going. So I appreciate uh, all of you listening and seeing people listening and enjoy the show keeps me going. So thank you. Uh, I've said way too much. Mm-hmm.